This is Lori Forrester, the wine coach, and we're back with the sipping point. I am so excited for this segment because we're going to have a little debate here. I have an amazing guest. His name is Joe Roberts. He's a certified wine geek. He has been called an original by media maven Gary Vaynerchuk and provocative by the Seattle Times. So he writes all over the place. You've heard of these things. L.A. Times, New York Times, CNBC, Mutineer. And he is the new columnist for Playboy magazine. So you will be finding him under mattresses all over the country. But more importantly, he's an award-winning blogger. His blog is onewinedude.com. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much. I'm sorry. I need, I need to correct you. I'm not in the magazine of Playboy. I'm online. Online. I'm online guy. Oh, so you're not going to make it under any mattresses. Well, that's no, good. Not unless, not unless you shove your tablet or laptop <laughs> like under there. Maybe maybe you need to do that. You know, on the sly. If you I are love on it. Playboy and somebody pops if in. If your mom's coming, you know, and you're exactly. and you got the app. All right. Well, that's still prestigious, and you've been quoted all over the place. And uh, you're definitely. I love your blog, and it's a go-to place for me too because I think like. Like me, you're trying to make wine approachable and fun and just kind of get all that snootiness out of the place, right? Yeah, I think, um, long story short, the wine business has really done a great job at trying to make wine uncool, which when you think about it, <laughs> Perfect. is really bizarre because it's about the coolest thing right. you, could, you could ever have. I mean, talk, I mean it, it's, it makes us feel good. Right. It's complex, it's enjoyable, and it's social. We love to share it. And the fact that we can actually make that on cool is really scary. Yes. So yeah, chip away at that stone every chance you get. Yeah, me too. So great. Well, reason why, one of the things that I want to talk about and the reason why I called you in is you had a blog post that I really resonated with. There was a study out of my alma mater, Penn State University, and by John Hayes, and he's in the food science department. And basically, I guess in a, in a nutshell, his findings were that professional wine tasters actually taste in a totally different way than everyday wine lovers, which at first I said, duh. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you had a really good perspective about it that I think I agree with. You know, tell us a little bit more about what you thought when you saw the findings. Yeah, I I guess first we need to kind of dive into it a little bit because in that finding, if memory serves me correctly, essentially what they were saying was there are people that are drawn um, they think to to wine tasting or some kind of professional critical right. evaluation of wine, and they think those people may actually have physiological differences in terms of how they taste. Mm-hmm. I think specifically it was bitter, the compound of bitter, okay, right? and that they actually t- tasted that a little bit more intent intensely than the quote unquote average person. Right. The media kind of ran with that, and that was the reaction I had was sort of against the what the media was running with in a lot of ways, which was along the themes of, ah, these experts are really disconnected from the everyday mm-hmm. person. Right. I said, well, you know, that might, we, a lot of experts might be disconnected from everyday people, but not for this reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I said, you know, that, when you look at it, when you're talking about the, the bitter compound, I mean, hey, you, may, you and I may actually have taste buds that are different than right. other people. Maybe we have more of them for those types of compounds. But have you ever tried to drink or eat something while holding your nose? 
Right. I mean, all you get is the texture, and all you get is bitter or salty or whatever. You don't get all the aromatic stuff going on. Of course that, not. The aromatic stuff is like 99% of the wine. Of the taste. Enjoyment. Yes. Half of the other 1% is getting buzzed, and then the other half of that <laughs> is probably the textural, you know, half a percent is probably the textural stuff going on. Right. So I looked at that, and I thought, are you kidding me? I mean, you know, the problem is those the way we kind of portray those studies in the media a lot of times, it, it just suggests a rift or a difference where there really isn't much of one. And that was really my reaction was, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, I can, you can put a glass of wine in front of me and I can give you a thousand descriptors if you want them. Right. But the, the only reason I can do that is not because physiologically I'm different uh, mm-hmm. or superior or something strange like that. It's because I've done it like 10,000 right. hours worth of time. Mm-hmm. It, it's sort of like saying, well, you know, you've got these little hands so you can forget about playing guitar well, I know a lot of people with, I mean, I play bass guitar and I'm a little guy and I've got little hands and I can play the bass, you know, because I've done it a lot. Right. <laughs> right? I mean, you, you, you know, if you've got anything you've got an interest in and right. you give it that sort of time and focus, you know, you're going to get good at it. You're going to get better at it. So whenever Absolutely. I hear people say, oh, I could never describe a wine like you guys, I say, that's crap. You can you can absolutely do it. You it's just practice. need to pay. You just need practice and attention. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I totally agree, and I love that. And I think that there are some people in our industry that like the fact that they want everyone to think that they can't taste like a professional can taste. But I'm like you. If you do it enough, it's it's what you do for a living. You're going to become very proficient if not great at it, and it's just a matter of letting people, if they want to be like that, or just letting them enjoy their wine and not get so fancy about it, right? Yeah, really. And think about the homework, too. I mean, if you want, <laughs> if you want to get better at it, the homework is awesome. You know, I know. Try a whole bunch of different wines, pair them with food, you know, pay attention and sniff it. I mean, that's that, to me, is one of the greatest pleasures life can give. So I agree. You know, it's not it's not hard work. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of pairing wine with food, too, because, I mean, wine by itself, I enjoy. But when it's paired with the right food, I believe it comes alive. I believe wine is part of the recipe of the meal. And uh, I don't know if you're as passionate about that as I am. So folks also need to take into consideration, you know, actually sitting down to a meal with certain wines, but you're going to do a really interesting take on food and wine pairing coming up here on video. And, uh, I'm a little scared about it. Can you <laughs> fill me in on what you're going to do? Yeah, I think, you know, to answer your question, I am, um, I am passionate about food and wine pairing in that I, I feel wine is a food. Great. And so it's like you, I, I'm not, I'm not big on specific pairings. Mm-hmm. I like to steer people, with general ideas, but right. um, cause ultimately your taste trumps anything that I might suggest, right? As, a, as someone who, who, if yeah, if you like big red wine with delicate white fish, I mean, <laughs> you, you might it. ostracize 80% of your dinner guests, but if that's your thing, that's your thing. Right. But yeah. And, and I, yeah, it's funny because I don't like to taste through wines quickly and sort of rate or, or critique them quickly. I actually like to let them develop um, and actually pair them with, a meal or two to see what happens mm-hmm. and get a real sense of what the wine's about. And um, I started thinking one day about that concept. And then a friend of mine who's a restaurant critic in Philly and who's, who's done some work with insects as food was kind of challenging Ugh. me in a way about my concept of food in general. And we got this crazy idea. We said, you know what, why don't we kind of do fear factor Ugh. for fine dining? You know, let's take a look at, 
these foods that people eat in, in other cultures that are based on insects and, and see what we can do with them in terms of wine. And the idea of that series mm-hmm. is we'd actually, we're actually going to be very reverential towards those cultures and those foods. So it's not like, oh, my gosh, these people are crazy. They're eating a worm. I mean, we're ac- you're actually going to learn three things through every one of these very, you know, probably Perfect. five or six-minute episodes that we film. So you'll learn something about that culture that eats those insects. You'll learn something about the wine or wines that we pick to match with them. And you'll learn something about food and wine pairing, right? So- Whether it's like a you know, these high acid whites that go with such and such, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll get some takeaway. And it'll hopefully happen surreptitiously because you'll be entertained because like, you know, you're going to wonder if I'm going to be able to eat this stuff. I'm going to wonder if I'm going to be able to eat this stuff. Right. <laughs> to be honest, I, the I'll only thing I know, the only thing I know right mm-hmm. now, yeah, right. The only thing I know right now about it is what those uh, insects will taste like. So that, therefore I can start to grab right. the ideas around food and wine pairing. But otherwise I will not have had them before you see me eat them oh. uh, on film. So okay. it will be you know, professionally done. We've got a, a lot of smart people involved. Is it going to be uh, live stream so we can see it will not you be live. barfing? Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, right. It'll not be live because we're probably going to have to film most of them over a sequence of only a couple of days. Okay. But you, they will be released. It will be free. You'll, you, know, you can get them on YouTube and onewindude.com and maybe a couple other outlets. So we're, we're just looking into that now. Yeah, so we're really excited about it. Just really waiting on the food Perfect. guy to get his schedule together, and then we're going to start filming, but we're really stoked. Well, I know the second half of the year you're going to have some uh, wine edutainment. That's that's something uh, that I know a lot about. Product for women in the millennial uh, age, I guess 20-something women, so I'll be looking for that. But this has been a great conversation. I love your attitude. I love the way you think. And so, Joe, I'd love to have you back on. Thank you so much. I love it. Thanks. I really appreciate it. All right. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Discover the recipe for a delicious life each week on The Sipping Point with Lori Forster, The Wine Coach, each week, Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. on WBAL 1090 a.m. or at WBAL.com.